A lot of times fans uh, take things very personal uh, when they have a request for an artist. They may not understand that the requests sometimes are a little unrealistic. And a lot of times we have to address certain things and take a look at the big picture. Hello and welcome to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Now, I started this podcast as a way to give you access to the thoughts, ideas, and suggestions from people who actually work every day in the music industry on how to move your music career forward. Now, I'm blessed to have helped launch the career of superstar Taylor Swift, and I served as her manager for two years. I currently manage American Idol winner Trent Harmon, consult Scott Borchetta and the Big Machine Label Group, and have been helping thousands of artists around the world navigate the music industry. By the way, contrary to popular belief, there is no one-size-fits-all model when it comes to the music industry. So check out my website, rickbarker.com. Take the quiz, and I will send you information specific to you to help you make sure that you are on the right track. Enjoy the podcast. Helping you navigate the music industry, here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. So in this episode of the podcast, I want to go ahead and pull back the curtain once again and share with you uh, some insider uh, things that a lot of times you as a fan or uh, someone who's not close to the situation, you might not necessarily understand why artists or their team make the decisions that they do. A lot of times fans uh, take things very personal uh, when they have a request for an artist. They may not understand that the requests sometimes are a little unrealistic. And a lot of times we have to address certain things and take a look at the big picture and take a look at what the long-term repercussions from decisions that we make can be. And a lot of times we always have to err on the side of caution. And to the fan, that can be taken very personal sometimes, especially if it was you that made the request. A lot of times there's decisions that we have to make that most of the time you're never told why those decisions were made. I want to share a story with you before I go into a situation that's currently happening. And I want to address that and tell you why we made the decision the way that we did. But there was a time when early on Taylor was known for these long meet and greets and she absolutely loved it. I met so many people throughout the United States in a meet and greet line. I have taken tens of thousands of pictures. I have held tens of thousands of bags. I enjoyed every single minute of these meet and greets. The chance for you to get to get up close and personal with one of your favorite artists when the decision was made to take that CMT award out on the road with Brad Paisley and I was able to hand it to you and let you take a picture with this award. Those are opportunities that most people will never get. And Taylor took a lot of pride in being able to offer that to you. One of the saddest days was when we had to stop doing meet and greets. And what happened was a couple things. One is after three and a half, four hours, 
what most folks don't understand is at midnight, that's usually when an artist gets back on the bus and we have to drive to the next show. So it was getting to the point where we were starting to, to leave late, where we were starting to get billed for extra security and the venue staying open longer. And these were just things that were getting out of our control. And her crowds just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. We also realized, too, that if there was going to be a situation where more people were going to be upset than those that were happy, we had to just not do it. And it's unfortunate because it's the upset ones that go on social media and really, you know, start throwing gasoline on a fire. And it's very hurtful. Artists hate upsetting their fans. And when they see that people were upset because maybe the line cut off at them or they couldn't, they waited and they weren't able to get something signed. It just, it really takes a toll on an artist having to see that. And recently with Trent, We've been getting a lot of requests uh, for things to happen. And I'm going to go into one situation specifically and explain to you why we have to make the decisions the way that we have to make them. So recently, Trent was approached uh, where a gentleman wanted to go on stage during Trent's show and propose to his girlfriend. Now, that may sound sentimental and that may sound cute and all, but you got to remember for the other outside of this guy and this girl and maybe their family, everyone else came to see a concert. Everyone else came to see a show. So we have to take that into consideration. Also, we have to take into effect that sometimes when you hand a live mic to someone on stage, you have no idea what they're going to say. Not that this gentleman would have said anything, but you have to take that into consideration. You also have to take into consideration that if you say yes to this person, what happens when you don't control the stage at your next event? Let's say when you're out opening for a major artist and you have to say no to that person and then they go on social media and they start blasting the artist on, well, why did you do it for this person? Or why didn't you do it for that person? We had another situation with an artist that I worked with where I said, look, if you are going to hug one person, you are going to have to hug all of them. And the reason is it's when you decide not to, for whatever reason, not to hug that one person, they're the ones that's going to take offense to it. They're the ones that are going to assume that it was all about them and so on and so forth. So there's just a lot of times we have to take those things into consideration. And those are normally things that a fan doesn't think about. You know, when you request to an artist, will you come to my prom? Will you say happy birthday to me? They could spend all day saying happy birthday from a stage if they say it for one person. So it's not that they don't appreciate you and it's not that they you know, don't understand what it is that you're going through. It's just they're in a position where there's so many eyeballs that are on them and they have to make so many people happy. Sometimes the way we look at it is sometimes we just have to, unfortunately, for lack of a better word, we have to be the bad guy sometimes and say no. And that's put on the manager. That's a decision that the artist will leave to the manager. And that's our job. And that's what my job is, is to protect artist in this way. A lot of times, you know, when you say something hurtful 
to an artist, you may not think that you're being hurtful, but you know, the way that it comes across sometimes, sometimes artists are very sensitive people. And I understand that more than most. So we try to always shed a, a good light on it. You, we also always try to make other accommodations, you know, for this particular situation. I invited that person and his fiance that they can meet backstage and we'll take pictures and we'll congratulate them and things like that. But it just this time it could not be done from the stage. And as the person was disappointed, I thought he handled it very, very well. So I just kind of wanted to give you a little insight sometimes on why it is that a lot of times artists won't even read emails. They won't look at comments. Uh, because they take offense to it because the last thing an artist wants to do is upset their fans in any way, shape or form. And when they see that sometimes someone's upset, it's there's certain people out there that just get upset over everything. So they'll just err to the side of I'm not even going to look at it. I'm not going to read comments. I'm not going to read this. Uh, fortunately for me, I have artists that always want to be extra, uh, open with their fans as why I do this podcast. You know, I want to be able to share with you guys certain things that you may have not understood why certain decisions were made, or you may not have known the fact that the buses leave at midnight and you have to go to the next place. You may not know that venues will charge us extra money for security and keeping the venue open. And, uh, you know, everything has to be done at the safety of everyone. And what I have to do is protect the artist from ever being put in a situation where there's hate thrown their way or anything like that. So I just wanted to share this with you. I uh, wanted to tell you a little bit about uh, that Taylor story. Uh, I know you always like when I share those. And if this is your first time finding me, I appreciate it very much. I have a book called The $150,000 Music Degree. You can go to my website, rickbarker.com, download a free copy. Uh, I would love if you would subscribe to the podcast, if you wouldn't mind leaving a review a rating and sharing it with anyone that you think could benefit from this. And I hope this has served you and I will talk to you on the next episode. Ciao. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the music industry blueprint podcast. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. Remember there is no one size fits all model when it comes to the music industry. So check out my website, rickbarker.com take the quiz and I will send you information specific to you to help make sure that you are on the right track. You've been listening to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast with Rick Barker. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Barker Music. And remember, you don't drown by falling into the water, you drown by staying there. <laughs>